Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying a management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Today, we want to discuss with you a very, very important subject, and one we should cover more from the brilliant works of Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, and that is a subject of PR or public relations. First of all, I highly recommend to you that you listen to episode 11 of volume one of BusinessWise, Marketing and PR Defined. We did this in our first year of episodes, and it's been my experience that most members, even many marketing and PR experts, have these distinctly different subjects mixed up. So while I'm not going to repeat that episode here, uh, we will touch on this. PR is a vital super tool, or we could also call it a super weapon, I guess, depending on how you wield it. But the denigration of this important subject to something of secondary or tertiary importance to a business organization is insane and will cost you your dreams. It is of utmost importance as a subject, and it can pave your way to success you never thought possible. On the other hand, its absence could be the one thing that is keeping you from attaining your goals. It's that important. But it's badly understood for many reasons, and not the least of these reasons is a fundamental liability created by fools, frankly, who call themselves experts and have dominated the subject for years. And if you don't think this subject is dominated by fools, take a look at the madness being presented in modern politics just as one example. It seems that what is essentially a very noble subject, as you'll discover, has been reduced to name-calling and mudslinging. And yet this subject can mold and deliver beauty, success, culture, and even a shining civilization, if used properly. What is the missing ingredient in, quote, modern PR, end quote, that makes it the subject of scorn and ridicule rather than the honorable subject and invaluable tool that it should be and that it is? Well, it's simple. The missing ingredient is truth. Mr. Hubbard researched this subject thoroughly and discovered essentials to it that others had overlooked. In this, he was manifestly assisted by one of his earlier discoveries, one of his most fundamental and important discoveries, the ARC Triangle. Now, the ARC Triangle stands for Affinity, Reality, Communication, which are the corners of the Triangle of Understanding. They are interdependent points. Without Affinity, One cannot have either reality or communication. Think about it. When you're mad at someone, when you don't desire to be in their space, when you don't want to talk to them. No! Yeah, well, I'm getting up right here. I'm tired of this. Well, that's one of the consequences of a low affinity. You don't want to talk to them, so communication becomes very poor. And the reality is not shared. There's very differences in reality. You know, two spouses, two partners fighting with each other, they have disagreements. One has a certain reality that 
perhaps their business should continue or go in a certain direction, and the other has a different reality or a different perspective, which is that it should go another way. So reality and agreement are interconnected, and communication is related to these points. So he says, without affinity, so back to affinity, without affinity, one cannot have either reality or communication. Without communication, one cannot have affinity or reality. Isn't that so? I mean, if you haven't communicated with somebody for a very long time, isn't it very possible that that affinity has been diminishing over time and that the level of agreement or reality has diminished? Without reality, without some form of agreement, then communication and affinity become very, very difficult, obviously. If you're speaking one language and another person is speaking another language, that's two different realities on how one communicates. And so communication becomes impossible and affinity becomes difficult until one has established some form of agreement or reality on how to communicate, such as mimicry or acting out or using sign language or something. As you establish more and more agreement and reality on how to communication and affinity then becomes possible. So you can see that the, uh, the degree of any one corner brings about the degree of the other two. And, you know, as you can probably surmise from what we've covered already, by affinity we mean roughly the liking or disliking of something. By reality we mean the similarity or dissimilarity of ideas about something. And by communication we mean the interchange of ideas about something. Even material objects can have different levels of reality to different people depending upon their ideas and their level of agreement with something. You've probably uh, ridden in a vehicle with someone who is not in very good communication or affinity with that vehicle. They don't tend to observe very well. They're inclined to get into accidents. They're not in communication with maybe an odd sound that's going on in the engine. So their level of communication with that vehicle is poor because their affinity is poor and their communication is poor. And so their reality on that vehicle is poor. On the other hand, you have someone who has a lot of affinity for his automobile, is in tight communication with it, knows when it's low on oil, knows when it needs uh, maintenance, can even do some of the maintenance, communicate with it in that degree, has a very, very high reality. Any little sound, they can pick it up because the vehicle is more real to them. So this influences not just ideas, but also one's perception of the material universe. Now, there's one other term I want to cover with you that's very important to what we're going to cover from Mr. Hubbard today, and that is the term black propaganda. And it's defined as follows. This is derived from Mr. Hubbard's works. An intelligence technique, which is a common tool of agencies who are seeking to destroy real or fancied enemies, or seek dominance in some field. It is a covert operation where unknown authors publicly affect a derogatory reaction and then remain unknown. Though often referred to as, quote, black PR, public relations, this is not actually public relations, but is an intelligence action, which is technically more correctly called black propaganda. Black means bad or derogatory, propaganda, pushing out statements or ideas. The technique seeks to bring a reputation so low that the person, company, or nation is denied any rights whatever by, quote, general agreement, end quote, 
making it possible to then destroy the person, company, or nation with a minor attack if the black propaganda itself has not already accomplished this. Okay, this is derived from Mr. Herbert's works, this description. So, really, you can see that in modern culture, that black propaganda has been more commonly used probably than public relations is. They're confused subjects. So there's a lot of confusion relating to this. And uh, we're going to tackle this now with this article, start putting some order into this invaluable subject. Okay, so the article is dated the 13th of August, 1970, and it's called The Missing Ingredient. Mr. Robert says here, the primary corrective discovery about PR has to do with the ARC triangle. This triangle is affinity, reality, communication. If one corner, say A, stands for affinity, is raised, the other two will rise. If one corner is lowered, the other two are as well. Thus, with high affinity, one also has a high reality and a high communication. With a low affinity, one has also a low reality and a low communication. So these are Mr. Albert's words. Now, we've covered the ARC triangle in a little more detail. We really want to make sure you have this concept, okay? Before we continue. So then he goes on to say this. And so it goes. The whole triangle rises and lowers as one piece. One cannot have a low R and a high A and C. Now remember this point he's making. Low R means you're going to have a low A and a low C. Now, what are we using PR for? We're using PR to increase acceptance, to increase understanding of who and what we are, what we're doing, and so forth. So, obviously, a low R, creating a low A and low C, is not going to help matters. You're going to have a lower ARC, you're going to have less understanding, you're going to have less desire to be in the presence of or communicate with or have agreement with whatever it is that you're offering or you're creating and so on. The PR is critical. Listen to this. He says, PR is supposed to be a communication technique. It communicates ideas. Suppose one were to try to communicate an out-the-bottom R. Now, what does out-the-bottom mean? It means gone downward from the bottom. That's out-the-bottom. That's really, really low reality. What's the lowest reality there is? Lies. That's out the bottom reality, right? So he says, suppose one were to try to communicate an out the bottom R. In such a case, the communication would possibly at first reach, but then it would recoil due to its R. So hey, look, if you, if you run an automotive shop, for instance, and you have poor technicians that delay work, put it off, take a long time to do things, and you are promoting through your public relations that you are fast, efficient, professional, welcoming, and these, all these things are untrue. Well, that might first reach people. People go, look, we've got to go to you know, Joe's Garage because of all these wonderful features. Let's say we, you know, we put a bunch of reviews on Google or Yelp or one of these things about how and they're all been planted there. They're actually untrue. 
They're not actual testimonials, but we're putting them all in there. We're putting them all in there. That might reach at first. People then come to the shop and discover the opposite. What's going to happen then? It recoils. It's much worse than if you didn't do any public relations at all and just worked on uh, the quality of your delivery. So Mr. Hubbard goes on to say, this is, of course, an advance in mental technology. It was not available to early pioneers of PR. So they talked and still talk mainly lies. Now think about it, because right now we're in an election year. You're hearing people spouting what? Probably mostly lies, or how can you discern the lies from the truth these days? It's next to impossible. So PR has been utterly, utterly abused where people are trying to promote themselves using lies. And of course, where these are disproven, it recoils on them. So Mr. Hubbard goes on to say, older PR practitioners preferred lies. They used circus exaggeration or black propaganda. Now, one of the things about black propaganda, we didn't really necessarily go into it in the definition of black propaganda, but it's most commonly when utilized, it's utilizing lies. It's an intelligence technique, and they are, of course, ruining the reputation of people, and they generally do this with lies. To repeat, he says here, older PR practitioners preferred lies. They used circus exaggeration or black propaganda. They sought to startle or intrigue, and the easiest way to do it was with exclamation point, quote, facts, end quote, which were, in fact, lies. So you're hearing stuff coming out of the mouths of politicians that don't match your reality of what's going on in the world today. Of course, they're going to promote how fabulous they are and all the great things that they've done, and, but you look around and you're looking at a decaying society. Now, you would think, what the heck? I mean, who would fall for this? Well, evidently people do, but it's also inevitable that these lies will eventually catch up with the perpetrators. All right? So, Mr. Harper goes on to say, mental health, quote-unquote, PRs, dreamed up out of whole cloth the, quote, statistics, end quote, of the insane. They're still doing this. He says, quote, nine out of every 15 Englishmen will go insane at some period of their lives, end quote. This was written in 1970. You still get this. Is a complete lie. Streams of such false statistics gush from PR lobbyists to get a quick pound from Parliament. This was obviously written in England. He's talking about pounds versus dollars. The stock and trade of PRs, whether hired by Stalin, Hitler, the I Will Arise Society, the U.S. President, or the International Bank, has been black, bald-faced lies. Look to your own distrust of the media and the messages that you're getting. And that should tell you, we have just been fed lies. It goes on to say, this was written again in 1970, says the U.S. president has given two different figures of the percentage of increased government cost per year in two months. His PR man was trying to influence Congress. The, quote, backfire eight, end quote, as the, quote, car of the century. And the parachute exhibition, quote, record delayed drop, end quote. A delayed drop is the time it takes for a parachutist to pull a cord on his parachute. Generally, a skydiver releases their parachute not long after uh, jumping off of an airplane, but uh, you can also delay it. And he's saying a record delayed drop. Obviously, 
as he's describing it here, that would be false. It's not a record delayed drop at all. So he says, a backfire eight as a car of the century in the parachute exhibition, quote, record delayed drop in the ambassador's press conferences on, quote, Middle East aims, end quote, are all PR functions and salted throughout with lies. You pick up a newspaper or listen in the street and you see PR, 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 all lies. A battle cruiser makes a, quote, goodwill visit, end quote, to a town. It is only equipped to crush, and you have more lies. Tremendous power of newspapers, magazines, radio, TV, and modern, quote, mass media, end quote, communication is guided by the PRs of special interests, and they guide with lies. It bears here defining what a special interest actually is. A special interest would be an individual group or corporation having a special interest in usually a particular part of the economy and receiving or seeking through political pressure special advantages from the government, often to the detriment of the general welfare. So they have a special interest. They have an agenda. They have something that's self-seeking, self-serving. It's not for the general welfare. Huh? That's a special interest or a special interest group. So he says, the tremendous power of newspapers, magazines, radio, TV, and modern, quote, mass media, and quote, communication is guided by the PRs of special interests, and they guide with lies. Thus, PR is corrupted to, quote, a technique of lying convincingly, end quote. And that's kind of what we're running into right now. That's how PR has gotten a bad name. It's its use to serve special interests using lies, using untruths. That ain't PR. You know, you remember, this is a communication subject. It's there to influence people, to make them think a certain way. And when it's being done with lies, of course, it's serving somebody. It's serving a special interest. So he goes on to say this. It makes a cynical world. Ain't that the truth? It makes a cynical world. It has smashed idealism, patriotism, and morality. Mr. Robert's words. It makes a cynical world. It has smashed idealism, patriotism, and morality. So here's this beautiful subject of public relations, corrupted and pressed into use to serve special interests that have their own agendas, that don't have the common welfare in mind. And now you have a cynical society with, what, smashed idealism, patriotism, and morality. So this is a lethal weapon in the wrong hands. He goes on to say, why? When an enforced communication channel carries only lies, then the affinity caves in and you get hate. For the R is corrupted. So this is the liability of using lies in PR. You're sundering, you're breaking up the whole ARC triangle. What are you left with? Hate. Distrust. Smashed idealism, patriotism, and morality. So that's how PR gets twisted because they violate the ARC triangle by using an out the bottom R. So he says PR, dedicated to a false reality of lies, then becomes low A, low C, and recoils on the user. Look at the general attitude towards politicians, towards psychiatry or psychology, to Modern food manufacturers, for instance, it's, uh, you know, the big pharma. These, these are not entities that have 
are very popular. No one has, no, I haven't met too many people that have a high ARC for big pharma. Why? They're promoting lies nonstop. That's their PR. So he says, uh, so the first lesson we can learn that enables us to use PR safely is to keep a high R, a high reality. So here's your first lesson in PR. Okay, I mean, we covered PR earlier in Business Wise. I want to cover it more with you in coming episodes because it's a very important subject. And yet it's been corrupted and it has been abused and it has, has been degraded as a valuable tool for you, the social personality, the person who's trying to make a difference, the person who's trying to move his business along or his group along or his organization along and expand it for the benefit of all. And we come up to you and say, hey, I think we should use public relations. And you're like, okay, maybe. That doesn't sound very important to me. This is the most common response from members. Very few have a PR strategy or campaign. They might have a marketing campaign. They might call the marketing campaign PR campaign, but it ain't the same thing. And you should listen to that earlier episode so that you can clearly separate these two subjects because they are very different. Okay. So he says, so the first lesson we can learn that enables us to use PR safely is to keep a high R. The more lies you use in PR, the more likely it is that the PR will recoil. Thus the law, this is from Mr. Hubbard, all capital letters, never use lies in PR. Goes on to say the trouble with PR then was its lack of reality. A lie, of course, is a false reality. Trouble with PR was R. So I want you to think with that. He does give a couple of examples here. I'm going to wrap this up with these examples. And then uh, I'm going to go into more application, probably in our next episode, how to use this properly to defeat black propaganda, because it's seldom that anyone trying to do something worthwhile in this world, whether it's build a successful food chain or business or whatever is not going to get his share of black PR. Anybody trying to do something worthwhile in this world today generally has, you know, a uh, bullseye on his back and one on his forehead or her back or her forehead. So you better understand this subject. You better understand black PR and black propaganda as well and how to deal with it. So we will go into that in more detail in our next episode, but we're running a bit long. So, but I will leave you with this. He says, in getting out a press release, on a new can opener that opens cans easily, and you want to say, quote, a child could use it, end quote, find out if it's a fact. Give one to a child and have him open a can. So it's true. So use the line and say, what child? Don't call it the, quote, can opener of the century. It won't communicate. Just because radios, TVs, and press pour out does not mean they communicate. Communication implies that somebody is reached. Don't tell a lie to city officials when the truth is just as easy to tell. Why go to all the work of dreaming up a lie? If you do, it will weaken you if it is found out that it is a lie. Now you do have a PR problem with the, quote, official public, end quote. Any lie will either blunt the sea communication or end the sea off one day with revulsion. Okay, well, I think we've made this point. Mr. Hubbard certainly has made this point. PR is a valuable subject. Don't underestimate its power, but do be aware that it had this missing ingredient called reality 
truth. And so consequently, it has, as a subject, tend to go into disrepute or at least not be given its proper place of value within the technology or the knowledge and application of the knowledge of how to build your organization and achieve your goals and your dreams. It's vital. And the more you understand it, the more it will help you along the way. So uh, that's it for today. I do uh, plan to go on with this subject in our next episode. But for now, thank you very much for listening. Hope you got something out of this one. Please uh, give us a like if you liked it. Or write us at info at wiseeastus.org. Leave us a comment. We certainly enjoy hearing from you. And we will talk again next week.